Hey Rockstar, welcome to another episode of Random Musing. My name is Queen Rafi and this is my podcast, Queen Rafi Space. Yes, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the things that 2021 taught me. And just before I go into that, yes, thank you so much for all of the birthday messages, all of the birthday gifts, all of the birthday money. Thank you very much. I'm very, very grateful. I feel very loved. I feel very excited. My birthday this year was filled with a lot of love from every single person that mattered. And I spent it just reflecting and being in my own space and enjoying my own company. So that was good. Now to the things that 2021 has taught me. This year has been such an amazing and crazy year that one minute I'm on a high, the next minute I'm on a low. It's like one minute I'm at the highest of the highest and the next minute I'm sinking below what is low. It is weird. But beyond all of that, I learned a couple of things this year that I think I've never learned about myself before and I'm going to take those lessons moving forward to make sure that I capitalize on them and become a lot more um, better person or do my best to avoid them in cases where they weren't exactly so positive. So let's start with the very first one. Imposter syndrome. Hmm. A lot of people, if you ask my friends or if you ask my family, one of the words they're probably using, you know, describing me is that Rafi is very confident. She goes for what she wants and she's never really afraid. You know, I mean, my dad calls me tigress. I don't back down when I really see the light in something. But this year, I realized that I battle with imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a situation whereby you feel like you don't deserve what you've earned. You feel like you're a fraud, even though deep down you have worked your ass off to get every single thing that you have gotten in your life. This year, I found myself getting to heights and questioning whether I deserve to be on those heights. And hell, I deserve to be there. But imposter syndrome just comes in your ear. And I didn't realize that I was suffering from that kind of situation until this year where I was getting put on pedestals that I deserve to be. And I was afraid to own that space because I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, do I deserve to be here? The first time I got like a, a, a bout of, of that was when I got put on the podcasters of Ninja magazine. And I was the very first person to be launching this magazine. I was really excited and proud. You all know how passionate I am about not just podcasting, but the podcast community. I was really, really proud about this because the year before we had met together with the person who was in charge of the magazine and we had spoken about how this was going to be an amazing and fantastic idea for the community. So to be honored to be on the magazine as the first person, as the first cover was amazing for me. But then I was into the release of the magazine. I started fretting. I started becoming afraid. I started worrying. I was like, oh my God, why am I like, why is my face on this magazine? Do I even deserve to be here? What have I done from the community? Like I was just freaking out so much. And I remember calling my friend and she was like, Rafi, calm down. You need to calm down. You deserve to be here. And she literally talked me through that whole experience, right? And it happened to me again within the year. So a friend um, had hooked me up with this um, of empl- um this um, vacancy and it was for a very top organization. Very, very big organization, believe me. If I say big, I say big. I'm just not going to be re- re- revealing it on this podcast. And I had applied. And I got invited for an interview. The interview went great. I'm not even going to lie. It has to be one of the most fantastic interviews I have done. And I was so, so proud of myself. But then they say, okay, yeah, so turn in your um, 
your your invoice let's see what you charge for this and this and this and believe me this, this organization is so big they are not asking me to be quoting it in naira i got to be quoting it in dollars and i started freaking out i started freaking out like it was so weird this time around i needed not just one but two friends to talk me out and to help me in fact one person had to stay on the document that I was editing to send to this organization and be helping me correct the figures every time I was reducing it because I felt like I was charging too much. And when that happened for the second time, I was like, oh my God, Rafi, you need to check this. They are not going to be calling you. They're not going to be reaching out to you for an interview if you don't deserve it. I remember being on that interview for this particular job, um, this vacancy I'm, I'm talking about. And this woman was talking about how she loved my podcast and how she listened to the episode and how she loves what I'm doing. And to be acknowledged by someone like that meant that I was doing something great. Whether that acknowledgement came or not, I should know I'm doing something great. But imposter syndrome once again, in my ears. By the way, I didn't get the job. We move. 2022 is coming. I know we're going to get more jobs, even maybe way bigger organizations. So fingers crossed. But that experience made me realize I suffer from imposter syndrome. Whenever the big leagues call whenever the big stage call i am so afraid of of owning my 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 space and i am doing my best to check that also um those were like the two big events that happened that that really really made me feel like man i need to check this and i was so glad that when i got an opportunity to be a part of pride magazine they did this particular magazine they did something called the lagos creative business week and i had to speak on podcasting i was so glad that i didn't let my imposter syndrome take over i was glad that i owned that room and i spoke so confidently and i could tell that all of the students went away from that session understanding what podcasting is and just loving the idea you know of podcasting so mm, on my way to figuring out this imposter syndrome thing but that's one thing that 2021 brought to my attention rafi this is a problem and we got to fix it second thing that i learned this year was to speak up for myself so i'm i'm very confident i'm bold yet again i'm going back to that but i don't like confrontation which is weird because we, we think that somebody who is confident and bold is not afraid to attack things i don't whenever things get onto a confrontational level or whenever things start becoming uncomfortable mm, it's time for me to check out but i realized that in in life you cannot continue through life every time assuming that you're not going to have to confront some tough issues you're not going to have to talk through some important things so usually maybe i would do a job for somebody they would hold on to my money and i would feel some type of way asking them for it this is a job i worked for you know and i should be confident enough to ask for my money and i realized that the minute i do speak up for myself things began to happen the first thing I, I checked this year when it comes to speaking up for myself was the access that I gave people into my life. Like people would, I'm very open and I love to teach people stuff and people because of that would take advantage and just check in and check out and ask even the most basic question that they can Google online. And I was like, nah, this is not happening. I spoke up for myself on my podcast and I also spoke up when people reach out, I'm like, sorry, I can't do this. Sorry, you have to check back on a later date. Sorry, I can only answer two questions. Sorry, I can only do three questions. As opposed to just giving them unrestrained access to me 
I, I learned to speak up for myself in that manner. And in terms of asking for my money when I do it, when you do it, when I do a job for you, I learned to speak up for myself as well. And I also learned to speak up for myself in situations where I don't understand what's going on. And because I want to avoid confrontation, I just go along and have to go figure it out myself. Nah, I'm asking every important tiny detail. I'm speaking up for myself. If I'm not comfortable with a situation, I'm speaking up for myself. If I feel like I'm getting overworked, I'm speaking up for myself. If I feel like you don't get my idea, instead of me to just keep quiet and, you know, do nonsense and then have to go back to the idea that I had in mind before, I'll speak up for myself. And I did a lot of speaking up for myself this year. And every single time, it didn't fail me. So I was like, wow, you should do this more often, Rafi. Maybe confrontation in a civil manner is what you need. So I really learned that. And going forward, I'd be speaking up for myself a whole lot. (laughs) Another thing I learned this year is that burnout is real. Oh my God. From February, I was really, really... In fact, I had two podcasts I was producing. Make that three if you add Kunrafi's space to it. And by the time that Ramadan was over, I was burnt and spent. But I didn't stop working because... The usual me felt like I still have more energy to go. Even when I was on holiday with Mr. M and we took a break, I was still working. When the burnout came, it took away from me. Like, burnouts happen, right? But this year, I realized that burnouts can be real. Especially when you refuse to take the break when you are supposed to take the break. When the burnout hit me this year, it was there for so long. Nothing I did was working. Nothing. All the things I used to do nothing nothing in fact that was even what made me download um what made me sign up for netflix because i needed movies to just distract me from my mind and and that worked but didn't work in terms of motivation but it worked in the fact that i was able to keep up with some of the good movies that i missed but burnout is really real so going forward i'm going to establish like a schedule for myself that's going to help me make sure that i get in adequate rest as much as adequate work so i don't have a whole session of work 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 and I don't rest, and then uh, the burnout comes and just snatches my life away from me. So I'm going to 2022. I'm hoping to correct that. 2021 really taught me that, babe. Don't deceive yourself. You are no longer 23, 24. You're no longer that person that can go to work all night and you know go to classes and still go to work again. You're getting old, and you need to you know give your body the adequate rest that it deserves. Final thing that I learned from this year, 2021, is to find new ways to create happiness and to feel your feelings. I'm that kind of person that I am happy 70% of the time with what I am, who I am, where I, where I am. But sometimes when those bouts of sadness come in, instead of me to allow myself to feel those feelings and naturally process those sadness, um, nat- naturally process that sad feeling and naturally allow it to lift over, I do something that I w- would like to call false happiness. I, I try to inject happiness. I try to force it as much as I can. So what happens is I push the sadness deep and then I give myself this false sense of happiness. And that sadness continues to accumulate every single time that it comes such that by the time that they, it got to a point that I couldn't force happiness anymore and the sadness just boiled over and I just had to sit and feel my feelings i mean normally if i had just felt my feelings maybe when the sadness bouts came over me maybe if i had felt them if i've processed them the right way it probably would have lasted maybe say 24 hours or 48 hours at most but because i feel it in the first two hours and i inject this false sense of happiness with whatever thing that i want to do to create it maybe radio maybe clubhouse maybe podcasting whatever it is i do at that point i inject it in in that moment and 
the happiness gets suppressed, right? But by the time that I have accumulated all of those sadness together, by the time it came, hmm, it took me like two weeks to get over all of the sadness and to process where they were coming from and to sit with myself and just understand it. And I realized sadness, anger, every other kind of emotion that you can think of is all part of us being human. Yes, happiness is amazing. Happiness is what we all strive for in this lonely, cold, hard world. But those other bouts of emotion that come up time, from time to time that are not exactly positive, that are negative, there are also, they are also there to teach us something and it's important for us to process them the right way. You not processing them the right way is going to lead you into having to process them at a later date or you having to express them in a negative manner. And that doesn't that doesn't end well at all. It doesn't end well. So I really, really learned that. And in terms of creating, finding new, finding new ways to create happiness. Um, if you ask me what my happiness drug is, I'll probably tell you listening to radio and I'll tell you podcasting as well. But this year I had to create new bouts of happiness. So I found that I had to pay for Netflix. I've never done that before. I used to think that, oh my God, this is just a waste of cash, but it's not, it's not, you know, just quiet moments when I'm all by myself because Mr. M hasn't been around. It helps that I'm able to have Netflix to divert my mind. It helps that I'm able to watch new shows that I probably wouldn't have watched if I never had Netflix, for example. And, um, you know, um, getting things like scented candles, you know, buying things like very small, cute things that I really like, like artificial flowers for myself, finding new ways to be happy because as you grow older, your, your body, your, your life, your soul, we crave newness we crave new things we crave a different way of doing things and it's okay to create new things it's okay to to find new ways of happiness and it's okay as well to check what it is that you need to do for yourself for you to be happy but like i said earlier don't ignore all the other emotions because they're also there for a reason and processing both negative and positive emotions is what makes you human thank you so much for listening i would love to know what you learned in 2021 i know the year is not over probably a new lesson could spring up tomorrow but these are the ones that were really that really stood out to me i want to know what lesson stood out to you this year please if you can please if you can i'm begging again send me a voice note via the anchor app or better still send me a message on twitter queen rafi space that's our twitter handle for the podcast and on instagram at queen rafi space podcast i would really really love to combine everything and make it like a sequel to this particular episode thank you so much another amazing lesson that i learned this year is that i love you i love you so much every single time you click on play i haven't been on my top most queen raffi podcasting producing self this year in terms of my own personal podcast this one but you were there you stuck around you stayed and you continue to support me and i learned that i should never ever take you for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Mwah.